Oftentimes in life we go through just going through life, complaining about the day, complaining about things we have and what we don't have, trying to stay up with the Joneses and not following Jesus, want to be up with the latest trends, but we don't want to bend our knees. We want to call everybody else to get inquisitions, but we don't call on Jesus. We live in a world that we try to gratify the sinful nature. We want to please this flesh, but yet I'm standing here just dealing with the, t- the theme of, of the topic of denying your desires. We got to refuse to please ourselves with sinful activity, things that you may enjoy as a child or as your youth or as before you knew Christ. But when you came to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, your mind expanded and started realizing that there's other things in life that I should pursue. But yet in the world, we are overwhelmed with songs in the media telling how you can get rich and go for yours. And as I get mine, make money, take money, money, get money, money, you know, talk all these little things to these kids and let them know that it's all about the Benjamins. It was a hot song when when I was in college and I loved it. I danced to it every time. It's all about the Benjamins. That was my joint. They put that song on, had a little Jackson 5 hook to it. And I was like, yeah, it's all about the Benjamins, baby. You know, consume the thing about about if I had big bills, I was special. And, and so I used to get $20 bills and cash the other 20s and put a big wad of ones and a 20 on top to act like I had money. It made me feel important when I went to the store and I pulled out like, ha ha. Had number ones, but I felt good. Because I thought that if I had this money, it would please me, it would give me something, but yet I was just empty. We need to realize that we need to flee our evil desires and pursue righteousness. Now, you're hearing this from me, but I want you to catch it from the words. Look in 2 Timothy, 2nd chapter. And as you turn in there, Paul is, is writing to Timothy and telling him how he needs to train up this church and train up, train them up so that their focus will be on the right things. That you, when you are in the, in the body of Christ, you have to understand that you cannot no longer say you live for Christ, but you're living for yourself. There's a contradiction there. It's a lie. It's not true. How can darkness fellowship with light? If God is righteousness, how can we be living in wickedness? And so So Paul is trying to encourage him and saying, Timothy, let them know that they need to stay to the truth. Are you with me in 2 Timothy, 2nd chapter? Looking at verse 22, I'm sorry, we'll start at verse 21 and then verse 22. It says this in the NIV. If a man cleanses himself from the latter, he will be an instrument for noble purposes, made holy Useful to the master and prepared to do any good work. Uh, But it says here, uh, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue what? Righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. I want you to understand here that God has greatness in store for you. 
He created you. And, and it says those that focus on the ladder. And you probably say, well, what does it mean by uh, the ladder? But look at verse 20. It says, in a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. And some are for what? Noble purposes and some for ignoble purposes. You see, worthy or unworthy. See, I want you to understand everybody in here may be silver, maybe gold, maybe wood, maybe clay, but guess what? God still made you for a noble purpose. We we place our wealth on the on the lust of the world, but yet I believe it says flee the evil desires of youth. See there's going on here during this time of the church that there are people who are persuading them to go ahead and live how you want to live. Do what you want to do. But yet, Paul is reminding them of the truth of God, about be strong on the foundation that they have been given. Look at verse 19. I'm walking you in the scriptures for a moment. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm. Tell, tell somebody, God's solid foundation stands firm. Tell somebody. So sealed with this inscription, the Lord knows those who are his. And everyone who confesses the name of the Lord, what? Must turn away from wickedness. Uh, the question is to ask yourself, do you belong to the Lord? Now, now, I know you're excited. You say, yes, I belong to the Lord. Well, if you belong to the Lord, uh, you must turn away from wickedness. Oh, now you start thinking. Now you're thinking. Now you're thinking. You see, if I call on the Lord, I, I trust in the Lord, then my life shall be reflecting who I call on. But yet I, I, I allow his, his truth that is firm, that will not stand, but I will trust man. What does it mean by I trust man? Well, we talked about before how seasons change, stock market goes up and down, your, your, your money will change, but God will not change. It says here, right here, that God's solid foundation, it says solid, it means that it wasn't cracked, uh, it wasn't lopsided, but it's solid foundation and it stands firm. See, God will not change. He knows he made you. And, and, I, and I like that. I like this. It's nevertheless, God's solid foundation sealed with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are his. He already knows you. He knows you. He knows you. He made you. He knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. He knew you before he placed the stars in the sky. It's mind-blowing that God can know so much, but he does. And so, therefore, he knows how he created you. He know why he made you, but yet it's up to us to choose what we're going to go after. Because why? If you are a follower of Christ, you should be following Christ, not following after the lust of your youth. The lust of the youth. You know how it was when you can think back when you were 20 years old, 16 years old, 18 years old, and those who are at that age right now, you're not thinking about what you're going to do when you're 30 years old, when you're 25 years old. Because I remember when I was in college, I was a freshman, I talked about the seniors. Y'all old, y'all 22. Ooh, y'all old. I thought I was young, thought I was, I had my, I, didn't, I wasn't concerned what they were concerned about. They're thinking about how they're going to have to get a job when they get out of college and how they're going to pay bills. I'm thinking I'm in school going to have a party. 
I was going after my youth ambitions. I was concerned about Sam and how he's going to wear these clothes and go to this party with my friends, how he's going to go out and play basketball. That's what I was concerned about. I was concerned even so much so that, that I, I was playing basketball when I should have been studying for my finals. And my, my, my family laughed at me all the time about it because I broke both my wrists. Playing basketball. If I was studying, I wouldn't have gone through that issue. But you see, I was not concerned about my study. I'm concerned about having fun while I'm in school. But yet the Bible is telling us as we grow, as we learn more about God, that we should no longer fulfill the lust of our youth. You are made for good works. Romans 8, 28 says this, say how God has called you out for his purpose. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who what? Love him and who have been called according to his purpose. You see, when God has called you out for his purpose, he's working things out in your life that you do not know what's going on, that you will just be going through. You have been made for noble purposes, not for ignoble purposes. You've been made. Y'all hear me all right? Here we go. And so catch this, catch this. Let's look at the word flee here. Flee means this to as an escape or to elude. Uh, how many here know about Joseph? Joseph had to use flee literally and figuratively. Uh, that he was in a position of leadership. In Genesis 39 chapter verse uh, 12, it has it there about uh, Joseph that he was in the house of Potiphar's wife. Now, Potiphar was a second in command of, of Pharaoh, and, 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 and Joseph was in there, and Potiphar's wife liked Joseph. She liked him so much that she would talk about him with her girls. And, Girl, you see that, that sir, he's fine. I want, I want to get Joseph. Now, she loved him so much that, that every time she would try to get with Joseph, and one day she thought she was slick, that she knew Joseph would come in the house, and she asked everybody to leave. To get away witnesses and say, Joseph, come lie with me. And, and Joseph says that your, your husband, my master, has given me all things within his kingdom except his wife. And, and why should I sin against him and sin against my God? And so she just said, I don't care about your God nor my husband. I just care about me right now. And she grabbed his clothes. Uh, Joseph fled the situation. And he didn't care what she had left in her hand because he left out there half, half clothed. It said his garment was in her hand. And she used his garment to lie to Potiphar saying that Joseph was trying to take advantage of me. And, and what happened to Joseph? He went to prison. But now once they cast is that Joseph has already been called out by God that when he was a young boy, Joseph was told through a dream, through a premonition from God that how he would be serving and his brothers and his, and his father, his mother would be bowing down to him at a young age. And, and so at this time, Joseph's been going through some ups and downs in his life. You might be just like Joseph at this time that things are going great in your life that you feel I finally made it up. I, I just got out of my situation, but then some hard times come again. And you're thinking that I might as well just go for self because it's not working out for my way. 
I tried a Lord's way, but now I'm back down and out. I, I thought I was just getting out of debt, but I'm back in debt. I, I thought I had a relationship, but I'm out of a relationship. I thought my children would act right, but they went back to doing what they're doing before. And we're thinking, we're thinking that, Lord, I might as well just do what the world is doing. But yet, in Romans 8, 28, we know that God works out the good for those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. And through it all, Joseph finally made it back up that he was second in command. And his brothers that did him wrong were, were scared about what Joseph was going to do to them. And Joseph let them know that what you meant for bad, God meant for good. You see, when you flee your evil desires of your youth and you pursue righteousness, and as it says in verse 22, flee the evil desires of youth and what? Pursue righteousness. Your mind is, is focused that I, I know that I can, I can give myself treasures. I can give myself a fancy car. I can go and have this and have that. But all this stuff will pass away. All this stuff means nothing. But the Bible says pursue what? Righteousness, faith, love, peace. You will gain peace in life pursuing it after the Lord. Psalms 37 verse 4 says, Delight thy ways unto the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your own heart. Goes on says, Trust in him, and he will do this. See, we are oftentimes concerned if I'm going to get that raise or if I'll get this or I gain that or if I have this or how I can keep this relationship going by doing things that are not of the Lord. But God was saying, I know why I made you. I know what you need in your life. You say you know me, but you're not trusting me right now. So we stay in broken relationships. We stay searching after money. We stay promiscuous. We stay lying. We stay getting drunk. Because why? This is what we're used to. We've been doing it for such a long time. But yeah, I can't make up your mind. But the Bible is telling you to taste and see how good the Lord is. See, Jesus has given us a life worth living. A life worth living through him. Jesus gave himself for us to be redeemed. You see here? When we are made for a noble purpose, we are made for a purpose to give him glory and to give him honor. God loves you this much that he died. He sent Jesus to die on the cross for your sins. But oftentimes we want to go after not what he's called us to go after. Jesus says this, you will, they will know you are my disciples by the way you love one another. But yet, if I am pursuing the lust of my youth, am I loving one another? I, I want to show you my new shoes, my new car, my new house, my big screen TV, my uh, car rolling on doves. But yet, when it comes to Christ, how often do we share people how much I love Jesus? How I love to serve the Lord. Uh, I, 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 Brother Durham sang the song, is how much I love him, I love him, I love him. But do you go to work telling somebody I love Jesus? Are you, are you pursuing righteousness in your life? What does it mean to pursue righteousness? That means that you, anything that's not of God. Righteousness means being the right standing of God to be within his will. 
So what does that mean? That means this, that, Lord, I, I know that if I go out into the world, I got to be cautious of conversations around me because sometimes people may have good intentions, but their conversations are just negative. I, I know they didn't use any curse words, but yet they're talking about things that I just should not be talking about. But yet I'm scared to, to, to say anything, and so I'll, I'll join in their conversations. But yet when it talks about Jesus, we get cautious. We don't say the name of Jesus. I've been there myself. There was times I was scared to say the name of Jesus to my friends because I was scared how they would look at me. So I'll just say, oh, I'm blessed. God is good. And then I, I, I became more mature and became more bold. I started saying, Jesus blessed me. Jesus gave me. And I wanted to know that Jesus is real. That his foundation is firm in, in spite of what I do. But the Bible also says that if we deny Christ, he will what? Deny us. You see, God wants us to fulfill the purpose he has given us. But yet we oftentimes get caught up wanting to please everybody else. But yet we have to trust him. Have to trust him. Because why? He created us for great purpose. Flee the evil desires in your life. Just stay away from them. Just stay away from them. You got to look at it this. The world does not care whether you live or die. They don't care about you. They really don't. You see it when times get rough in your life. Who calls you? Who comes by to make sure you're all right? Who, come, who gives you a call out the blue say, I was just thinking about you? You see, you're going to find out that you started out with 20 friends, but when you became broke, you had one. You're going to find out that when you was in school and you was the star of the basketball team, everybody liked you. But when you get kicked off, they don't know you. You'll find out that you may join a fraternity or sorority. You're the life of the party, but as soon as they hear something bad about you, they don't know you. You see, you're living in a world that once you're, when you're in the in crowd, you're in. But once you become out, guess what? You're out. But yet with Jesus, once in him, you never get out. Once in him, he'll love you unconditionally. The Romans 8 says there's no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. You see here, I want you to cast this, that in denying your de desires, you're not denying yourself of life. You're giving yourself life. Because why? You're pursuing righteousness. You're pursuing the Lord. Jesus said this, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, then all these other things will be added unto you. Now, what does that mean? You will have to make sacrifices in your life. But the good sacrifices, we got to deny ourselves. Jesus says, if you cannot deny your cross or follow me, you're not worthy to be my disciples. You probably need to make a list of things that are leading you to the things you don't want to do. How you may say things you don't want to say anymore. Think things you don't want to think anymore. Go places you don't want to go anymore. And it may be people that help you go in that direction. It may be books that help you go in that direction. It may be music that helps you go in that direction. You need to say, do I need this in my life or do I need to remove it out of my life? Do I need to flee it? Do I need to elude it? Do I need to escape it? Satan is trying to trap you. He's trying to put pitfalls in your life to make you fall in them, to fall down, and make you feel you cannot get back up again. But I'm glad that Jesus 
heard our despair with cries. Well, as the song says, while I was deep, sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, but my master heard my despairing cries. And, and no matter what you're going through in your life, there's nothing too hard for Jesus to pull you out of. You can come overcome whatever it is that is pulling you away from God. Whatever it is, you can stop it through the power of Jesus because he will give you the power of the Holy Spirit. And then you can go to Ephesians 6, chapter, verses 10 and 11. It says, finally, my brother, be strong of the Lord in the power of his might, putting on the whole armor of God. Because when you put on the whole armor of God, you will be able to resist the schemes of the wicked one. Denying your flesh is a good thing. It's the same thing when the doctor tells you that you need to stop eating this or you will die. You will deny yourself of that stuff because you want to live. Do you want to live a life of peace? Do you want to live a life of joy? Well, you need to deny yourself of some things in your life. I know you, you think you should be here right now, that you feel that you should be here right now. But guess what? God has not placed you there for a reason. Figure it out. Figure it out. God will place you where he wants to place you, but have you placed yourself in his will? Have you denied yourself of the lust of your youth? And are you pursuing righteousness, love, peace, and joy? Because it's how you can find this out. Think of the next time you get in an argument. Are you trying to be peaceful in this argument, or are you trying to prove your point? Are you trying to be, before, are you trying to be forgiven, or are you trying to show them how angry you are? Jesus is calling us to love one another as we love ourselves. We need to always try to forgive and forbear much just as Christ has forgiven us. In denying your desires, you will open up your eyes to see that there's so much more that the Lord has for you. But it's up to you to grab it. I can't force you. Nobody here can make you. But when you try Christ, you will see how better it is. And Titus' third chapter says this, But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteousness things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewed by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having hope of eternal life. So we can have the hope of eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Right now, you might be thinking of your life and things you need to deny yourself of that's hindering your walk in, in walking with Christ. Or you maybe just never gave your life to Christ and you, re- you want to do this for the first time. What it is that you just need to believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and that he rose again from the grave. Romans 10, 9 to 10 says you confess with your mouth and believe your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and risen from the dead. You shall be saved. 